At Camp Spears YMCA in PA, they have an incredible program called the Dragonfly Forest Specialty Camp. These camps are designed for campers that may have different challenges. And for two weeks in the summer, they have a designated camp for kids with 22Q and autism. And today I got to speak with Danny Robbins, the camp director of Camp Spears, to explain all of it, how it works, what registration looks like, and what to expect if your child is interested in joining their summer camps. So I am honored to introduce you to this amazing experience and opportunity. And welcome, Danny Robbins. Welcome to the 22Q podcast. My name is Becky White, and today I am thrilled to have Danny with us. Danny is the camp director at Camp Spears YMCA. And I first heard about this camp through the 22Q Family Foundation. And the main reason we're having Danny on today is because this isn't an ordinary camp. Even though they do host typical kiddos, they have amazing programs for campers with disabilities. And including, they have a 22Q camp designated for one week for 22Q campers. So I am so excited to dive in and hear more about this amazing opportunity. And Danny, please introduce yourself and welcome. Yeah, thank you so much, Becky. Thanks for having me on. Super excited to talk about camp. It's one of my favorite things to do. I work here and live here in the Poconos at Camp Spears YMCA um, year round. So I support our traditional overnight camp program and our specialty overnight camp programs um, all throughout the year. So our Dragonfly Forest program for kids with disabilities and other medical conditions falls under our specialty camps. Like you said, we serve um, typically functioning kids. Our youngest overnight campers uh, are entering first grade, go all the way up to 12th grade. So we have a wide varieties of kiddos um, that come to camp and our Dragonfly Forest program is super special. It is a place where kids can just be themselves and they don't have to worry about how they're being perceived by others or if, you know, if they have to take a bunch of medications or do things a little differently, all of that is fine. It's, it's normalized. It's what everyone is doing. And we have a beautiful 1100 acre site with a 42 acre lake where we do all of that. We have horseback riding, um, a ton of other camp activities that I can get into yes. uh, in a little bit. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. And how long have you been involved with this camp and camping in general? Where does your love and passion for this come from? Absolutely. I have been uh, at Camp Spears for this will be my third summer. So I started after the pandemic in 2021, but this will be my 13th summer working in camping. Um, yeah, I, I went to camp as a kid. I uh, knew that at some point I was like, I want to do this forever. Um, and learned that there's college programs where you can study recreation. And so I did that. I went to York College of Pennsylvania and did recreation and leisure administration um, and then went on to Gratz College to get a camp administration master's. I just have always been in camp, camper, junior counselor, counselor in training, um, and then all the way up through to my career. So this is actually my fourth camp. Um, that I've worked at. So I have um, experience from Iowa all the way to Pennsylvania working at camps. I did a summer at Camp High Hopes, which is a fantastic camp in Iowa. If you have any 
listeners in in the Midwest area, they serve kids and adults uh, who have disabilities and they do an amazing program. So I was able to intern there and I just love camp. I, I was always able to be myself when I was at camp. I didn't have any barriers up. Um, it wasn't like in school where there's cliques and there's people judging you and um, the counselors were goofy and silly and they laughed at my jokes and they listened to me. Um, and that was just such a, a moving experience for me that um, I wanted to make it my career. And I feel really lucky that I get to uh, live and play uh, camp all year long. That's incredible. You can tell you're very passionate about this and it comes through when you're talking about it. So it's, you sound like the exact person that we would want in this role. So thank you for all that you do. And I can't wait to hear about the lives that you've been changing through the Dragonfly program. So let's dive in and really talk about what is the program? Do you just and only support kiddos with 22Q or is it an array of children with neurodiversity? Um, yeah. Um, we do serve uh, a variety of neurodiversities in the two weeks. We have two weeks at the end of July um, for kids ages 7 to 17. So it's listed as our Autism and 22Q um, program. And we find that with Autism and 22Q, uh, there's enough similarities in their diagnoses that they're able to uh, cohabitate and be in camp together and really enjoy camp alongside each other. Um, so we will have them at camp for those last two weeks in July. Sessions are Sunday through Friday and kiddos can stay the weekend and stay for two weeks if they'd like. So we find a lot of campers come for one week to start. Um, that's a, can be a long time to stay away from home, especially if you're a kiddo with uh, some medical needs and other things. Um, but then as they, they do really well and they come for two weeks and, and then they can actually graduate into our explorers program, which is for uh, kiddos 18 to 28. So you can come to camp from seven to 28 if you'd like to, and really be part of this community for a long time. That's amazing. And how did this come about? Where did the idea come from? Because I wish that every state had something like this, but it's so few and far between. Where did the idea come from? Mm -hmm. So Dragonfly Forest was its own independent nonprofit camp at one point. Um, started in the early 2000s, I believe pre-2010. And so they ran outside of uh, Philadelphia and they would rent a space and run about four to six weeks of camp, I believe. The founders had a heart for kids with disabilities and, and really wanted to provide a place uh, where they could just be themselves, where they could soar. So that's sort of our Dragonfly Forest tagline. It's, it's my place or our place to soar. Um, 2010 was the first summer that they offered 22Q camp. And so it's been happening ever since then. In the mid 2010s, uh, I believe around 2017 or 18, Dragonfly Forest became part of the Camp Spears YMCA program. So uh, they're no longer an independent nonprofit camp, but we have held on to a lot of their traditions and the name just under Camp Spears YMCA. Camp Spears YMCA is actually part of the Greater Philadelphia YMCA Association. So we are up in the Poconos, sort of close to the New York, New Jersey uh, area, but we serve kids who come from Philly and the surrounding areas as well, as well as all over. So I have got campers from Florida and Virginia, Texas. Um, they We had international campers for a long time pre-COVID. 
So uh, we, you know, we're kind of continuing this legacy that was started by some really caring and dedicated people. Uh, some of the things look different, but we are really glad that the, that someone at some point had this mission to serve kiddos, to provide a place just for them, you know, where maybe they weren't finding that in their rec leagues. And like you said, there's not a lot of states or places that have specific 22Q programming. So we're really proud of that. As you should be. That's amazing. So tell me about the camp. How do you sign up? What does it look like when you arrive? What will the week look like? Tell me more. Yeah. So we uh, try to make the registration system as easy as possible. We have uh, online registration available 24-7. There are a number of forms. Of course, anyone, any parent or caregiver with a kiddo who has a disability knows we have to collect a lot of information so that we can best support our kiddos uh, when they're here at camp. So you can go online and do that. You can even stop, you can fill out 10 forms and or five forms out of the 10 and then go back in and fill the rest in later, which is super helpful. Um, and then there's a, a deposit to hold a spot, a $200 deposit. And then typically payments are due June 1st. Um, it is June 2nd right now. So <laughs> you would be paying in full if you'd like to sign up for the summer, which you still can do. Um, but if you're looking maybe 2024, maybe in the future, registration opens uh, in the fall. So you can get registered, make payments. We also have financial assistance available and our Dragonfly Forest programs are subsidized by donors um, because we know that having a kiddo with a disability comes with a lot of extra costs, medical and hospital bills and, and those kinds of things. Um, so once you're registered, uh, you as a parent will get a ton of information emailed to you, a family handbook that uh, you can read and look over so that you're nice and prepared, a packing list, but you just you get ready for camp and, and wait for camp to come. We have open houses typically in the spring and tours where you can come and see camp if you are able to make the trip. Um, and if you can't, we do have virtual tours and uh, we have virtual open houses that we do. Um, so we're, we love sending people as much information as we can. It helps the parents, helps the, helps the campers a ton to know what you're getting into. Um, campers arrive on Sunday and they are able to check in with the camp director, uh, drop off any medications to the nurse, talk with the nurse about anything unique or different when it comes to medications or if kiddos need, um, maybe they use a feeding tube or they have some other um, medical needs that our, our nurse practitioner who is with us 24 seven here at camp can help with. Um, certain things we may not be able to, to uh, help with at camp, but we always try to make an attempt, you know, find the yes, find the find the positive and, and see what we can do to support our kids. Um, then they'd move into their cabin. So our cabins sleep 14, but we usually put about eight to 10 kids in a cabin and we run a one to three counselor to camper ratio for these programs. So there's a ton of support in the cabin uh, from our leadership staff and all of our counselors are over the age of 18. Most of them are studying special education or they're in the public health field. They are, uh, they have a, a reason and a drive to want to work with kids with disabilities. Um, and we always are looking for staff members who have some experience uh, working with kids with disabilities. We actually do hire um, some of our former campers as well. So I have a, a camper um, on staff uh, this summer who 
was a 22Q participant in our camp program, which is really cool. Um, super proud of that and of him, and we're, we're excited to see him learn and grow and take that next step. Um, but you meet your counselors, you pick out your bunk, top or bottom, whatever you want. Um, your parent will help you make your bed um, and just get settled in, and then we kind of shoo the parents away. Um, we don't want too much hanging on. You know, we want to say, you're going to have a great time. See you later. We love you. You got this. Uh, and then they go and they start to um, bond and, and get to know their cabin mates. Seeing old friends from camp is also a highlight for our returning campers and, and our returning counselors. From there, you know, the day, the, the week begins. Uh, we do a swim test. We have our first meal together and we have opening campfire where the counselors will do skits and songs and it's just a big celebration to get our week started. Campers while they're here at camp uh, will live together in their cabin units and in their groups. They'll go to all their activities together, eat meals together. We eat family style here at camp. So we sit at big round tables and the food kind of comes out in big bowls and, and on platters and serve it out and make sure, you know, we're making sure that everyone has enough um, to eat. So it's really that family feel that's really important. Side note, we can support uh, dietary restrictions, any kinds of allergies, gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan, whatever you've got going on. And families can also send food if they're like, my kiddo will eat a black bean burger for dinner every night. And that's the sure thing. We're okay with that. We're not trying to, to, to get kids to eat a, a bunch of new foods while they're at camp. We just want to make sure they're fed. Um, but oftentimes kiddos will go home with new interests and, and things that they like to eat because their friends were eating it. And so they tried it too. And, and that's the cool thing to do at camp. I love um, that you offer the, the option for parents to give a specific type of food because mm -hmm. with the 22Q community, it's so true. They, they love hot dogs, for example, but they only love a certain kind of hot dog and they can tell if it is not the same hot dog. So exactly. I love that. And, and everything you've been saying is just incredible. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, camp is, is meant to be fun. It's not therapy for the week. You know, we're, I always tell the counselors, like, we're not trying to, to change kids or fix kids. They're great the way that they are. And they're here to have a good time. And we're going to capitalize on that. And so some of the ways that we have a ton of fun at camp are through all of our activities, things you can't do at school, we have rock climbing, we have archery, swimming in the lake, canoeing, stand-up paddleboarding, uh, arts and crafts and tie-dye. We wear tie-dye every Tuesday. It's like a holiday, weekly holiday. Um, we do nature hikes, uh, STEM challenges, campfire cooking, sports farm. We have goats and chickens along with the horses. I mentioned the campfires and the songs and the skits. And then we do a talent show, our final campfire on Thursday night before kiddos go home. Campers can sign up and, and go up in front of everyone and show off um, whatever talent they have. I've seen everything from card throwing to dancing, lip syncing, all kinds of karate, all kinds of stuff. So that's a, a big highlight in the Dragonfly Forest program. We do all camp activities. So that's when um, not only our Dragonfly Forest campers, but say we have a horseback riding camp happening and we have an art camp happening at the same time, everybody gets to come together and do like a big scavenger hunt or a carnival. So those typically happen in the evenings. Um, and all of our activities uh, are modified if they need to be. So 
we, you know, if a kiddo is, is not into rock climbing, they don't have to rock climb. Maybe we'll practice putting the helmet on. Maybe we'll take a couple climbs and then be done. Whatever, you know, whatever the kiddo wants to do, it's very camper led. Um, and we do incorporate an idea in the camping world called challenge by choice. So I am going to challenge you, Becky, to, to try to climb the rock wall, maybe just take one try. And it might feel a little scary, but sometimes when things are scary, uh, there's an amazing outcome. So let's, let's see how we can try. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. So if you are, you know, totally not into that, I'm not going to push you. So that's a, that's a, a method that we use that we find is really successful here at camp. Well, it sounds amazing. And I want to go. Um, <laughs> it get that a lot. Like, yeah. It sounds like an incredible opportunity, especially for these, these kids that may not be able to compete in competitive sports and may not be able to experience camp and what that feels like and swimming and rock climbing and horseback riding and doing a talent show and living in a cabin with people they don't know. I did have a question about the cabin. The one to three ratio with a camp counselor, is the counselor also in the cabin? How does that work? Yes. So our campers or our campers stay in cabin with their counselors. Uh, they live and sleep all in the same area and that's for child protection purposes. We also have a, a truddy system that's a three person buddy. So no camper is ever alone with a counselor or a staff member or another camper. Um, so we have pretty strict child protection policies just to keep everybody safe. Um, so campers are never by themselves. They're in the cabins. The cabins have bathrooms. So if a camper has to get up in the middle of the night, they don't have to go outside or anything. They, it's right in the cabin with them. The counselors are nearby um, when they're showering in case they need help with anything. Uh, we do have um, sort of a policy on being independent in showering and toileting and eating. We have a level of training that we provide to our counselors that they are not meant to be hands-on, but we can provide a lot of verbal prompts like standing next to the shower saying, okay, did you wash your hair? All right, check. Did you wash your body? Check. Did you rinse everything? Check. Now you can come out. And sometimes, you know, they might need those prompts and we're totally cool with that. And then usually the next year that camper comes and they're good. They've, they've developed and, and grown in their skills. Maybe they worked on it at home and they're able to do that independently. Our cabins have electricity. They don't have air conditioning, but we don't really need that up here in the Pocono mountains. The nights are pretty cool. And so kids can be comfortable if they, you know, sometimes the counselors will play music at night to help kiddos fall asleep. Um, we are tech-free camp. So we do ask that cell phones and those things stay at home. But again, we're all about accommodations. Sometimes we will accommodate a, an MP3 player or something that doesn't connect to internet if kiddos need to sometimes take a break, maybe listen to music, whatever it may be. I was going to ask about as a cardiac mom, I do have to worry about my, for example, my son has cardiac issues and he does have to just make sure that he's staying cool. What is the temperature like in the summertime in the Poconos? Yeah. So typically we have 80, 85 degree days, um, dipping down to the high sixties and seventies, sometimes even cooler at night. Uh, we do mind 
kiddos temperature if we're having a really hot day we will add in a lot of water activities maybe we'll have extended lake time um, and keeping kids cool is is super important hydrating we every camper should bring a reusable water bottle so that they can get plenty of water we actually at our meals have a two cups of water rule before any juice or anything else that is being served um, which is good for everyone campers and staff um, but we have some air conditioning spaces if a camper was overheating that kind of thing and that's something that you would talk about with the nurse uh, and their counselor maybe the director when you arrived um, they can go and sit in the air if they're if they're feeling hot mm-hmm. perfect and i was also wondering about the the pottying and showering and the independence piece have you ever had a camper that needed a little bit more assistance medically in that realm or are you and the camp really set on having the child be really independent in those areas Mm -hmm. we can make accommodations and we would work with the parent uh, to find a good balance of of what that accommodation would look like so we have had some campers come with a one-on-one to camp and they stay at camp and maybe that's a nurse um, who needs to cath their kiddo or um, do their their G-tube or whatever it is. Um, we've had some behavior, behavioral one-on-ones as well. Our, our main thing is that we don't set that up. You've got to find that person, set that up, and we don't allow family members. Um, we really are intentional about that that break away from family and it can kind of change the dynamic. So um, we've had people hire people or they pay their their one-on-one for that time. Um, That person would have to be comfortable staying in a camp cabin. They don't have to stay with the kiddos. We've made accommodations before where they have separate housing. Sometimes there's hours restrictions and things like that um, with those kind of individuals. So, you know, we can we can work on things. And and again, we're always trying to find the yes uh, as long as it doesn't impede camp too much or, or other campers programming and, and all of that. Thank you. That really does clarify it. Cause I'm sure when you're dealing with all of these kiddos, you know, that are neurodiverse, some of them do need a one-to-one. So that's really nice. So if a child does need a one-to-one, are you paying for two campers necessarily on top of that? How does that work? Nope. So we actually do no cost there. So we, you know, really we're just housing them and feeding that extra person. And we're happy to make that accommodation for our, our families. Wow. That's extremely generous of you. That's, that's great. And for parents possibly coming from a far distance that are nowhere near the Poconos, are there any hotels or accommodations within the town or nearby um, that they typically will stay for the week uh, just in case something happens? Um, you know, what, what sort of amenities or hotels are nearby for the parents that are traveling? Absolutely. So uh, we are pretty close to the Newark, New Jersey airport. That's kind of the closest one. Um, And then you would travel out to our area, Dingman's Ferry. It is a little bit remote. There's a hotel. um, The main hotels are about 30 minutes away. So it's not too far. Um, And there are Airbnbs as well. So we've had families, um, from all of our programs, stay nearby uh, and, you know, enjoy the Poconos while your kid is at camp. There's beautiful hiking and waterfalls and things like that. Um, But about 30 minutes in the Milford, Matamoros area, if anybody out there is Googling. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. I was wondering too, how many campers do you take for the two weeks that you highlight 22Q and autism together? 
yeah, so we have capacity for about 40 to 50 campers per week. Um, so we have space now still, if you're interested and you want to get signed up. Uh, it's a small enough group that the staff can really get to know everyone, uh, but big enough that it's not like it's, it's me and four other kids here. Uh, you know, it's, it's a big enough group to have a really fun time with those large group activities and things like that. And that's ages seven to 17, like I said. So campers are cabinized um, by age, gender and grade, but not so much grade because sometimes that doesn't line up and that's totally okay. Um, so sometimes we'll talk to parents too and they might say, my kiddo would really, they're 12, but they would really benefit to be more with eight-year-olds. Um, and so we'll work with them on that as well. As I'm listening to you, it's just so great as a parent to hear all of these accommodations that as a 22Q mom, I'm thinking about all the time. I'm like tearing up <laughs> thinking about it because clearly, you know, these campers and you're experienced and I don't know why I'm getting so emotional, but it's just so nice because in most of our daily life, we are the ones having to try to navigate all of this. And it's just so refreshing as a mom to hear you saying all of these things like, yes, you get it. And you know what comes with these diagnoses. So thank you. If you haven't heard it today or in the past couple of weeks, I'm sure you do hear it from the parents, but thank you so much for all that you're doing because you're changing these kids' lives and you're making connections for them that they may not have gotten otherwise. And I'm sure you're shaking your head and, and I'm sure you have stories. Do you have any that you don't mind sharing that were just so touching that, you know, maybe someone met a friend and they've been lifelong, anything? Yeah, I have campers that come, um, that have been coming to camp and they live states and states away. They live plane rides, like not, not car rides. And so they're one time to see each other is here at camp they spend a week together and seeing them like i think that they arrive together typically they like meet in the airport and come together and just like they're just like magnets the whole week because that's their time to be with their buddy um and just seeing those friendships and and how deep that goes i have camp friendships that are like that too so being able to provide that to to kiddos, especially when maybe making friends is hard, um, is really, really special. I see kids, you know, I've had parents who tell me that their campers come home and they're like standing up straighter, that they that they make their bed now or they have 10 new foods that they eat um, and just the joy, you know, the drive home is just constant chatter of what what they did at camp and hearing those stories is just it's why we do it you know their camp is long days for our staff um 24 hours for me for 12 weeks in the summer and i wouldn't have it any other way it's just so magical and meaningful and if the world continues on its trajectory and and things still continue to be hard for people who are different for people who have disabilities camp will be there uh to be this place where you can be yourself, you can learn, grow, and you can soar. Thank you. That's amazing. And it's the work you're doing is so important. So thank you for putting the time and the effort. And when you said 24 hours a day for 12 weeks, whoa, that is a lot. And, and you are probably very sleep deprived by that. 
I yes. can imagine. <laughs> the end of the summer is for R&R all the way at the, you know, September is my summer vacation. So yeah. we take some much needed rest, but again, it's all worth it. And yeah. I, I can't imagine doing anything else. So we mm -hmm. are always looking, you know, how can we grow and change and do better? And this podcast, you know, this opportunity is part of that spreading the word. So we're super excited. I hope that I see some registrations come through maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really hope so. And I really hope our listeners can, and you had mentioned international campers. Are you still allowing that or have COVID regulations lifted? Where do you stand on that right now? Yeah. So we will follow whatever CDC and state guidelines are in place, which right now is nothing. There's some, if you have a, a um, if you have a positive you know, COVID test or something. Uh, but we are welcoming uh, international campers. We have a bunch coming for our traditional programs. And so if you are listening from abroad and you have the means to get here and come to camp, we would absolutely love to have you. We are not able to provide like transportation and that um, it is a bit of a burden, but it it's, I think, worth it. That's life-changing experience. So uh, we would work with you and provide all the resources that we can to help make that a possibility. That's great. And I did want to mention within this community, some of our kiddos do have mobility concerns such as wheelchairs and walkers. Have you had campers in wheelchairs and walkers and how do you navigate and help them? Mm -hmm. It is a little bit tricky. We are a camp that was founded in 1948 and a lot of the terrain has not changed since then. Um, so I have, I do have a camper that comes each summer in our hematology program who uses a wheelchair um, and we work as best we can with him um, and the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia who comes and supports us during those weeks. Um, we would love to have like a, a more all-terrain wheelchair to get around, but um, we make it work and we, again, just trying to make accommodations with those kiddos. Um, with the mobility needs and everything. Our cabins are ADA accessible, but it's sometimes getting to the cabin or down to the waterfront and all the places on camp. Uh, the dining hall is also accessible. So the living part, but sometimes the traveling around camp part is tricky. But again, it's just contacting, reaching out, seeing what we can do in those situations. If people are, are big hikers and big, big outdoors people and they have those means already, then that makes it a lot easier. So are you accepting donations or gently used all-terrain wheelchairs at this time? Absolutely. We would love that. It would benefit our program and our kiddos and allow us to accept um, more campers who, who might not otherwise be able to come. So if yeah. that's the case, you can reach out to camp and we would love to get that set up. Great. And are you also accepting donations, sponsorships, at this time as well? And how can people reach you if they are willing to um, possibly donate to this amazing camp? Yes, thank you for asking. We uh, accept donations all year round on our website, www.campspearsymca.org. You'll find the Dragonfly Forest tab on there and can read about the program and everything. And there is a give button. Um, most of our donations benefit our campership fund. So that provides funding for kiddos who, whose families qualify for financial assistance. Um, and that's up to 50% off of camp tuition. Um, 
based on a sliding scale. So that goes a long, long way. Uh, we give out, I wish I had the number, but we give out thousands of dollars in campership funding each year to make camp possible for all, all of our campers. We also have an Amazon wish list. Uh, so you can donate all of the bubbles and the soccer balls and the chalk and all of the fun things, you know, stand up paddleboard paddles and costumes and all that stuff that makes camp magical. If you'd like to to donate that, you can do that via our Amazon wish list too. That's great. I did have one more question and it has to do with if a camper is really having a hard time, you know, it's been two or three days, they've been crying, maybe their anxiety is getting the best of them, unfortunately, and they're having a really hard time and need to leave. What is your protocol and how does that look for families? Yeah. So homesickness is natural. We, I always tell parents that um, it is developmentally appropriate and sometimes it's bigger than the experience. And so me as a camp director, my job and my goal is always to keep kids at camp, but um, that is not always what's best for the camper. So when some homesickness and, and things like that begin in the early stages, our counselors will work with the kiddo to uh, help them try to get more comfortable with camp, try to come out of that. Uh, that's why our schedules are packed the way that they are. We, we try to kind of keep them distracted, to be honest, you know, um, and having a really fun time. Uh, at the point where they are maybe not making any gains there, they will call in their leadership team and work with sort of that higher level, more experienced staff member. If that's not working, we will then call the parent and say, hey, this is what we're seeing. Is there anything uh, that you might suggest. So our, our goal is, again, keeping them at camp. Um, the parent might say, oh, they really love this song, or um, maybe the parent can write uh, a note to the to the campers and we'll print it out and give it to them with that encouragement. Um, sometimes that goes the other way, to be honest. They hear from their parents and they're like, that's what I want. I want to go home. That's okay too. We'll continue to monitor and then work with the parents and say, hey, this is what we're seeing. We don't know if it's gonna get better. We're gonna give you the option. Would you like to come and pick them up? Um, do you wanna talk to them on the phone? Try to encourage them. Typically when campers are talking to their parents on the phone, that's the end game. You know, the tears come out and loving mom and dad, they can't, they can't handle it. And I get that totally. Um, so my suggestion to parents on the front end of camp is really encouraging. You know, you're not gonna be with with mom or dad or whoever it is, but you're gonna be with these awesome counselors. You're gonna have a great time. You can do it, that encouragement. Try not to say that you're going away to the beach while your kid's away at camp so that they don't have that FOMO, uh, the, the fear that they're gonna miss out on something fun that brother or sister are doing too. Um, just be like, I'm gonna stay home and clean the kitchen, bud. Like, it's not gonna be fun. We're, we're redoing the deck. It's, 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 you're gonna have so much fun at camp. Um, and that that goes a long, long way. But again, we would work with the parents. We would then arrange pickup if if that needed to happen. Um, and kiddos do go home. That's the reality. Sometimes campers get sick and, and they're not feeling well. And it's more fun to have a bad cold in your bed or on your couch than at camp. So sometimes things like that will happen as well. Thank you. Because in this 22Q world, that is a reality. So it's just good to be aware and it's good to know that you guys are equipped and you've seen this before. So you will do everything in your power to try to keep that camper there. But 
yeah, sometimes, you know, it might not be the right fit that year and then you can try it again, but absolutely. Thank you. Um, and I also wanted to just mention if anybody has any other questions, how can they reach you and get to you? What is the fastest way? Yeah. So on our website, uh, that I mentioned before, if you just Google camp Spears and it's S P E E R S, um, you will find our phone number and our contact information. There's a general email and the phone number goes to our amazing office manager. Uh, her name is Kim. I have to give her a shout out cause she's fantastic. So you might reach Kim first and then uh, you could get a message to me. We have a seasonal director this year named Sam who actually was a dragonfly forest camper um, in our hematology program. So he knows this program, he loves camp. Uh, he's new to Spears, but he or I would be able to chat with you and, and work out things uh, for coming to camp or just gaining more information. We are entering our summer season. Our leadership uh, training starts in just a couple days, but we will find time uh, during the, the breaks and, and meals and stuff to be able to reach back out and, and give you all the information that you need. Thank you. And for this year, what are the dates for the camp for 22Q for 2023? Yes, yes. 2023, we have uh, camper arrival on July 16th. So July 16th through the 21st is the first one week session and then July 23rd through the 28th. So you can come to one or both of those sessions uh, offering two just for scheduling purposes. I always wish we could offer more, but uh, those are the two weeks offered this summer and it's $935 per week um, that you would pay kind of in full. We can set up payment plans uh, maybe do a June payment and a July payment right now. But again, if you're looking for 2024 or you're stumbling across this podcast later on, uh, the sooner you register, the more payments you can make monthly, which I think is a great plan. We we love our payment plans. That's great. And for 2023, for those listening and you are interested, when is the last, last day that campers can register? For your yes. sake and sanity. <laughs> yes. So registration will close two weeks out. So they will close in, on July 1st or 2nd. So you've got about a month. Yeah. Great. This is great. I'm just totally. so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited for our community. I'm so excited for the, for the campers and for the families too, just to have this joyful thing to look forward to and see their child grow and learn and make new friends. And thank you so much for all that you're doing and you're changing these campers lives. And I know, you know that, but you really, really are. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, and I wanted to ask if there's anything else I missed, or if there's anything else you want to add before we close today. No, I, you know, when you register, you will receive uh, that family handbook and some other really important information. Uh, it can be a little bit stressful at first. You're like, oh my gosh, my kid's going away and I have to buy this and that and, and all these things. Um, I always tell parents, just take a deep breath. They're going to be okay. They're going to have a great time. And we are here for you to support you just as much as we're going to support uh, our campers. The campers are the easy part. I always tell people that too. The parents on the other hand, but we are partners <laughs> and we're happy to work together. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that. Yeah. I can imagine that. Well, thank you. Danny, 
Thank you. And keep up the amazing work you're doing. And um, I wish you nothing but the best with camp this year. So thanks again. Thank you so much, Becky. I just want to say thank you to Danny, the, the camp staff, everyone making this a reality for the campers. Thank you for your time and dedication because you are changing these kids' lives for the better. And I can never thank you enough for that. Keep going. Thank you for anyone who's donated or sponsored this camp. And if you want to give back, please check out the description of this podcast to see different ways you can help and support. Thank you again. And to our listeners, thank you for reviewing and liking and sharing this podcast. Whenever you do that, you help to raise awareness about 22Q. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And please feel free to reach out to me with any questions or if you'd like to be on the podcast. You can reach me by emailing me at the22qpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, 22Q family, never forget that you are not alone.